Hi guys, this is Sarah. And this is Katrina Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the Feds. FedWork is the modern day background check. And we encourage people to feed empowerment daily. And, and you're, you're now, now listening, listening to, to FedWork. Hey guys, welcome to FedWork. This is Katrina Joe And Sarah. And it is another FedWork Friday. Sarah. I'm going to save y'all's ears. Um, and just like KJ Come on, shine. you always joined you always joined me in some singing, girl. I I know. I just, you know, I wasn't feeling it right now. Um Fedwork. <clears throat> Fedwork. Yeah, I'm just gonna let you run with it today. But I'm Fedwork joking- <laughs> Friday. <laughs> Anyone wanna give KJ a contract? She's available for Yo, one. Sign to me. Sign to me. Yes, girl. Well, <laughs> welcome to FedWork Friday. Sarah is not joining in on the singing today. You can Maybe thank she me will. later. <laughs> Maybe she will in future episodes. But to those of you that are joining us for the first time, welcome to the family. Hello. And to our original feds, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Yes. We are going to talk about one of my favorite subjects today. Yes. Love. Which is love. <laughs> yes, girl. I am a hopeless romantic. Girl, I know. I love love and... Girl, we know. Yes, girl. I love love. I love to love. I love to be loved. I love romance, all of the above. But there's this one abs- aspect, can't even get it out, aspect of love that I was not familiar with. And that I actually have... A different perspective on even after the research even after what we've talked about and that is is falling out of love while in a relationship normal is that okay more so maybe you know yes to relationships but also to the marriage yeah because I do I mean I'm obviously we're not married okay we will be one day girl we gonna have a ring on it. my my left my left finger is still easy to hold up one yeah, day girl, my left be. hand, <laughs> my left hand is a little light, but one day it won't be. But you know, I didn't know that this was like an okay thing. Whenever I heard falling out of love, it was like the end of the fucking world. It was you know the what finale. I mean? It was the finale, and yeah. I have just always had the the perception and the belief, and how I've just carried myself is like I. I don't fall out of love with my man. And if I do, it's over. then that is, it's over. Like I just fell out of love or he felt, you know, whatever it is. And I have always vi- envisioned my future relationship with my husband as at the end of the day, I am, I am a firm believer in not always liking the person you're with. You may not always like them. You might disagree and be like, I just can't fucking stand this man right now. But you love him. But. And you are in love with him. That's the thing. Yes, and so I have always thought or I aspire to have a relationship where I am always in love with my husband. Yes, you want Hollywood love. No, I don't think that's Hollywood love. I really think that, like, you can always be in love with someone but not always like them. Well, according to Cheryl Paul M.A., (laughs) um, what you aspire for and what we've been in, what's been ingrained into our being when we think of love and romance and marriage and forever is what they call quote unquote 
Hollywood love or the happily ever after, which is what we've been literally forced and force fed down our throats since we were born. The little books that they read to us as kids. We've done an episode about this, you know? And so I agree with you. I feel like before this topic came up, you know, before we had this, this, so before someone kind of brought it to your attention and we, you and I kind of delved into it a little bit. Yes. Hold on. Pause there. Pause there. I want to share with the feds out there. Yeah, the reason why we really wanted to do an episode about this is because one day I came to Sarah and I was like, yo, is falling in and out of love in a relationship like, okay, is that the normal thing? Like, am I tripping? And we had the same view like, oh, absolutely not. Oh my gosh, how could someone do that? X, Y, and Z. And we both actively at the same time did research and we were like, yo, mind fucking blown. Like, are we in a fantasy world? We were that emoji. We, yes. But however, a lot of the research that I have found have also stated that this should not be happening in the beginning stages of a relationship. A lot of the articles that I am reading from MDs, you know, uh, relationship coaches, all of the above, health websites, all of, you know, all of that are mm-hmm. referring to this happening later years in marriage or even later years in a relationship. It is not happening in the quote unquote honeymoon phase, which is in the beginning phase of a relationship. Which is what I agree with. I don't think. See, okay. So to, to cut in on that point, because this is something that I found during my research that I, so just to let you guys know, I researched this when the fir- first topic came, like when we first talked about it, we were like, we have to do an episode about this. And we both researched it. And then I kept reading on it because I was like, okay, <laughs> like how many times that have I thought I was in love? And in reality, I was in lust or it wasn't actual love. And when you look back on a relationship, it's much easier to pinpoint like, okay, after I've actually been in love, I think those other times were this, you know, and you can kind of navigate your past to come up with the answer to this. But um, for me, like, I think that the the part of it that that kind of hinders everything for me is the keyword of healthy. Um, because so this pretty much only it, it's only normal to according to, you know, obviously all the people that we've read about and, and the, you know, a lot of the, the readings that I've done have been people who have their master's in psychology and counseling and they see this every day and they're sex therapists and love counselors and blah, blah, blah. They're all like certified in this. It's not, I'm not reading, you know, I don't think either of you and I are just reading like, hi, today I'm going to talk about this random topic. Like I wanted to right. see what the actual experts were saying. And a lot of them always brought up the word healthy, which I think is a huge part in factoring this concept, because how many times have we been in a relationship that's not healthy, but we feel like we're in love with the person. So we stick it out. That's not what they're talking about here. And they've made it very clear. Like these are healthy relationships. They're long-term relationships. Like you said, it's not, Oh, we've been dating for two months and I'm out of love with you right now. But I feel like in a couple weeks, it's going to turn back on. Like That's someone manipulating what the actual experts are talking about and coming up with their own theory to discuss and to kind of trick people in their relationship to believing one thing or another. Whereas here, what I've read about is like, there are times in your life where you're going through something and yes, you have your, you have your partner and you're going through something and you know what? You always love them, but you're not in love with them for a certain period of time. And that might be because it gets stale. That could be, you know, lack of communication, 
boredom or that it's routine or stale, um, constant bickering, a lack of attraction, someone changes. Like those are all, you know, reasons that they've come up with. Yeah. And to add to that, I, you know, I was also looking at reasons, like common reasons of why people fall in love. And I, and I did find those answers as well, but it's also boredom, um, dishonesty, misunderstanding, miserable sex life, and so on. Cheating. But but they, yeah, but they also say that these are common and they can be sorted out, like you said, keywords in healthy long-term relationships. Yes. And so it's, it's, you know, I think that it's important to kind of start there because if you're listening to this, you know, to our conversation right now and someone has told you, well, I'm not in love with you right now, but I think that's going to change. And you guys have been together for less than six months and you're not married and you don't have kids. And there's, you know, all these other factors that do play into most of this research. You know, I, I urge you to kind of dig deep and find out if, and do your own personal kind of like soul searching on if this is actual love or if you're in lust with this person, because Mm. at the end of the day, if it's just on, if you're unsure, if it's not like your life partner, if it's someone that you're not in a healthy situation with, this is the time that you can move on and realize like, okay, perfect. This person fell quote unquote out of love with me. I'm taking this as my chance to leave and to make a clean slate of it. Whereas if you're in a marriage, this is the time that you would seek a relationship counselor or an individual counselor or both um, to find out why this is kind of happening. And that way you can address the problem and continue to build with your life partner. Mm -hmm. They also brought this up about like on and off relationships with, I'm very prone to those. I know you're very prone to blocking. So for me, (laughs) for me, like the on and off, it's kind of, Something I looked at as a aspect that I've had in my love relationships as post-traumatic stress from something that happened to me when I was 18 from my accident, where I never want to lose someone and have something happen to them and have not been on good terms with them. So deep down internally, I've always maintained a level of friendship or, com- or you know, con- communication, if you will, with people from my past, because at one point I loved them. There was something mm-hmm. about them that I found that I saw that I seeked out, sought out, sought out, poor English there, that I sought out. And I felt like that was whatever those positive narrations were that they provided in my life, those brought me to who I am now. So I have no need to cut them off, right? That's also left the door open to them coming back when necessarily I, was, I wasn't I was expecting just going to say that. that. Yeah. And that's been my, like my cycle. It has always been like the on and off rotation through my bench. Whereas with you, you're like, okay, they're blocked from all aspects of my life moving on. And I know that, you know, in the last couple of years, like maybe the block button hasn't been as firm and we've kind of let people crawl and creep back in. Um, and so for you, I think this has been kind of a different sort, you know, sort of last couple of years. And I'm curious about what you think about that and like how to end that cycle. Because you and I are very different about that. For you or for me? For you. I know for me, I just need to fucking stop. But <laughs> for you. I mean, for me, like, you know, I do have, you know, some exes that are still blocked. Um, others that, you know, we have had to reconnect via work or, I mean, you were there with one of the exes that I literally ran into at an event earlier mm-hmm. in the year. Um, and after just kind of, 
hearing their, you know, explanation or their stance or whatever it is, like, I've been talking about this a lot lately, that once I leave a relationship emotionally, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm gone physically. So there's, I don't look at them any, anymore in a, in a way of like, oh my God, I'm attracted to him. I want to have sex with him, any of that, because I am then emotionally already detached. And for me, I can't be intimate with someone that I am not emotionally invested in or tied to or connected to. And so, you know, I have gotten to a space with some people of my past that like we literally are homies. Sure, they may have expressed at one point like, yo, I want you back, whatever it is. I'm still in love with you, but I have made it firm like this is where I stand. This is what it is moving forward. And then I've also, you know, implemented other boundaries where like you can't have access to me all the time. Right. I'm not the homegirl you're going to call every fucking day. I'm not the homegirl you come into for like, you know, advice and pro like I'm not your, you know, I'm not, I'm not playing that role for you anymore. And so, you know, um, I just think for me too, I've noticed as well that like, even if someone is not forever on the block list where some people are, but if they're not like, I've taken that time where they were on the block list to heal. And get to the point to where I can be like, okay, like, what's up? Like, now I feel nothing because I did what I had to do. I put my boundaries in place and put, you know, if you want to say, walls up Mm -hmm. to make sure that I healed, did did what I had to do, detach, remove myself from the situation. And now I can come back to you and be like, yo, what's up? Like, what's up, fam? Like, like, yeah, I didn't work out romantically. Like, what's up, fam? Like, we good. Like, whatever. Um, And I, you know, I've also... I will say just staying on the topic of like being in and out of love, you know, there has been times where I have loved or maybe not always been in love with someone and the relationship had to end. I had to end it with them. Right. And so for me, you know, there has, I'm trying to think, has there been a time that I like just wasn't in love? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. maybe, Yes. Maybe there was one. I can think of one that I was like falling out of love. Me too. You know, in the, in the process of the relationship. Um, But other than that, like, it wasn't necessarily, like, what I initially wanted to do. Like, I wasn't like, oh, I'm out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was still trying to work it out or I was still in love or loving the person. And so because I knew that I had to make the decision, damn, I don't even remember the last, well, now that I think about it, reflecting, like, I'm usually the one to, like, end it majority of the time. Or you're brought to the place where you have to. Like, to have your own. Right, but, like, yeah. they, they, they're not the ones being they're like, oh, we leave. can't do this anymore. No. Yeah, they're not, they're not leaving. Leave. They're just, they might, they might be on their own bullshit, but I'm usually the one to be like, nah, this is like, it. Nah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, like, nah, this is it. Like, I, I can't do this anymore. And so, yeah, and so usually, or sometimes in that case, I still have feelings for them. I still have love towards them, or I'm still in love with them. So then I have to, as, you know, I have to take the, additional steps to remove myself from that because I didn't just fall out of love because I'm realizing that romantically I can't be with this person anymore yeah you know here's a question what have you always wanted to try gold peak real brewed tea is here to unleash your thirst for trying so take this as your sign to say yes opt in go for it because trying is what life is all about try gold peak I'm just curious if looking back, like, do you feel like after, especially after doing some of this research and seeing that, like, what it, what it entails to fall out of love and, and is it, you know, 
is it really love? Like, have you looked back at any of your situations where you thought you were in love and realized, you know what, damn, like what I envisioned love to be was not what that was. I think that it was more of like a lustful relationship or I think I care about the person, like as a person, I could have love for them. But like, was I truly like romantically in love with that person? Because I know I've personally looked back on certain situations and I've been like, man, like in the time, I thought I was in love for sure. Like I was heartbroken. I was so sad when it was over. It was hard for me to see him out, you know, all that kind of stuff. But now that I've had time to reflect and I'm looking at it and I'm doing all this research, I am questioning like with certain people, was that even love? You know, because I do think that it gets very clouded. Yeah, no, I feel you. I mean, I'm looking back now on like just the recent people that I have blocked and a specific someone that is, is still blocked to this day and not just one person, but as of as of late recent. <laughs> and and I mean, recent within the last like what, three, three plus years or something. I don't know um, that. I mean, I was aware of one, you know, the short term one, which you were aware of that like ended abruptly. Mm hmm. It, love was never discussed like we weren't saying I love you like any of that so like no like did we really care about one another 100% but we were not in love at all um you know my other scenarios you know I would say looking back you know some I I did love and I did really care for and you know one I was actually in love with you yeah. know and so but after doing the research there definitely it, it definitely opened my eyes to a different perspective of like, I mean, shit, it just, like I mean, forever everything. love, <laughs> forever love, because, you know, I know we've talked about the Disney complex, but, you know, I truly, you know, even after reading this, like, I mean, I'm not married, I haven't been in like a fucking four, five, seven, ten year relationship. So I can't, you know, I can only speak from experience. So I don't know what that feels like of being with someone for 10 years, and then maybe, on year three or four or six that I'm like, yo, I'm not, in, I'm not, I just feel like I'm not in love with him anymore. I've never experienced that. And, and what I envision my life with my future husband to be is that I don't ever get to the point where like, I'm sitting with my girls like, yo, what the fuck? I'm not in love with my husband right now. I envision it of being like, yo, I can't fucking stand this man right now. <laughs> And like, I don't like him today. We haven't been seeing eye to eye for a while. But at the end of the day, I love this man. I want to make sure he eats. His clothes are clean. We still get together as a family. We do, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I just don't like him right now because I'm hurt or whatever it is. There's a huge disagreement, whatever. But I always envision like the love being there. But now after doing research, you know, I can understand how that can creep in, mm -hmm. you know, why it can, you know, again with keywords in healthy long-term relationships why it can take a toll at some point or place in, a, in the relationship and I'm realizing that this is also something that I may have to prep for not only to come from me but also from my husband and and I think also in doing the uh, the research in that it's helped me to kind of prepare and just be like aware and know what to do if at, at any point in life I do in a long-term relationship or with my husband that I am faced with this, I want to share, you know, some of these things that I found in, you know, if you do find yourself falling out of love, like what can you do to fall back in love? And again, this is from therapists who I will, you know, uh, mention as I, as I go through this, but they, they are again, just kind, kind of trying to push the narrative that like, 
falling out of love is not the end of all end of all things. Like you don't have to end your relationship. Right. It's not the end of the world. It doesn't make him or you a fucking crazy nasty person. But again, I want to stress, you know, what you said earlier, this shit shouldn't be happening in, happening in the quote unquote honeymoon phase in the first couple of months in the first year or even some articles say not even in the two, first two years. Right. Um you know, it shouldn't be something that you're just hopping back in and out of based on your moods, based on the conflict, right? you know, based on all of that. Like, these are actual, like, long-term, real-life fucking scenarios. Like, things that, you, yeah, scenarios that you guys are dealing with. And so, you know, if this does happen, and, and Sarah, we can take these, you know, um, tips as well for future reference. Right. But um, number one, it comes from a counselor at Village Counseling Center in Hanover Park, Illinois. His name is David McFadden. And um, he talks about, accept that you may have to work at falling back in like with each other first. And so this goes along with what I just said about like, you're not going to always like your partner. And so if it does resort into falling out of love later on, just realize that you may have to go back to square one and fall back in like with what you know an, one the other person um and it you know it, it also talks about like recalling the steps that you took to forgive them in the past and how do you get back onto like you know the right path together um number two is from a marriage and family therapist in san diego her name is jennifer chapel marsh and she talks about ending destructive communication patterns what you mentioned as well in the beginning sarah is like one of the things that contributes to falling out of love is lack of communication Mm -hmm. or effective communication. And so this just talks about ending the destructive communication uh, patterns, you know, just being more respectful, being more loving, being more understanding, listening more, engaging more. And then the third, or there's, there's five, but the third one is ask yourself what qualities initially led you to fall in love with this person. Again, taking it back to step one. And this comes from psychotherapist and author of Marriage Meetings for uh, Lasting Love, 30 Minutes a Week to Relationships You've Always Wanted. We should read we this. We should read that. <laughs> Add that to Katie's book club. Um, and her name is Marcia Naomi Berger. Um, number four is to find some new shared interests. Let's, you know, light the spark rebuild. in the relationship again, rebuild. And this talks about finding, you know, newfound interests together, new shared hobbies. And this comes from Danielle Adina Lofi, a Philadelphia-based marriage and family therapist counselor. And number five is take sex off of the back burner. Get back in the sack. Do what you <laughs> do. Do what you do. Get the get down. And pleasure each other, love each other, like... Bring the romance. Bring the romance back. You know, I've actually talked about this recently, just like even in conflict, you know, or or being angry with one another, that you can still love on one another through it. And it doesn't have to be this toxic, like, oh my God, I hate you, but then we're just like, you know, have sex sex the next minute. Yeah, hate sex, but, you know, it, it can be a good thing to balance, you know, any strain on the relationship, you know, and then it goes on to just talk about, you know, doing sweet things for your partner. Don't blame your partner for the distance, like taking accountability. And again, you know, this comes from a lot of different, you know, marriage and relationship therapists, but a lot of it for what it sounds like to me out of these seven things is one, taking accountability and getting back to the basics. And we, I think we both have come to learn that there's nothing wrong with like, Start, like, okay, let's go back to what worked. 
where let, let, let's find our rhythm again. Well, even going back to the beginning and it's, it's recognizing this is again from Cheryl Paul is just recognizing that your partner is human period. Yo. Oh my goodness. She said that. Oh my like, God. I literally, uh, he's probably listening, but this has literally been a theme for like the past couple of months of just accepting people for being human. But I do think that there's a level that that needs to stop too. Like that's not an excuse to do fuck shit. Like it's just to remind yourself, to remind anyone, like your partner's human. Let's let's have a mutual respect from just that point of view at the very beginning. Like, you know, and then uh, some other things that I had read in the same article that are just to like, like you said, kind of like help rebuild or maybe even in the beginning of a relationship to implement these so that you go in a, in a healthy way into the relationship is just knowing that love is what you give. So instead of expecting, oh my God, yes, I saw that too. Yes. yes instead of yes, expecting yes. love to happen to you, the best way to feel love is to give it. And if everyone in the relationship Every two people, I should say. <laughs> the whole but everyone in the relationship does that, then you're automatically making your partner happy, cultivating gratitude, you know, proactively moving towards gratitude and not what bothers you. So when you look at someone and you're like, you know what? Like the way that you drink your soup is weird. Use a fucking spoon. Instead, be like, he knows that he likes soup. Like looking at, you know, flipping a negative into a positive when, when it makes sense. Obviously don't say like, I hate that he hits me, but he hits me and that means love. It's, that's not what I'm talking about. But right, right. in general, like trying to find gratitude and be grateful for what you have obviously is always going to be a key factor in, in any type of elevation, whether it be your relationship, yourself, your, your faith, whatever it may be. And then also naming your walls. This isn't going to be easy. Like she said, this is not easy. It is not fast work, but it's well worth it. So recognizing from your past what walls were built and why, and the ones that take time to break down, like talk them through with your partner. And listen, I know the guys that are listening to this are like, oh my God, these bitches just want to talk all the time. <laughs> like, yes and no. Like, that's also how you build. Like, like ill feelings. We have to talk about feelings. Yeah, like, talk about your feelings and we'll have our fun after. But, like, these things are the, this is the key parts of building a foundation. And so um, I think some key takeaways are just the process of expecting and executing the work and both people actually doing that and building together, growing from there, focusing on having that healthy relationship. And if it's not healthy, then all of this does not apply. <laughs> you know, like this is not an excuse for someone to listen to this who's a who's a shit person and being like, oh, perfect. I'm going to manipulate the next girl. <laughs> no, like this is when you're in a healthy relationship, when you guys have already started to build and you're already, like you said, maybe married, maybe it's been three years, maybe whatever the case, use these to continue the growth, you know, and realizing you're going to be stagnant from time to time. It, it's just natural. You're human. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, I think the purpose of us wanting to really do this or one of the purposes of doing this episode is to empower, you know, uh, couples, you know, the the male or the female that like it does not have to be the end again if you are in a healthy long term relationship. <laughs> but I swear we cannot stress that enough um, that like if, if one of you is falling out of love or feels like you're falling out of love or maybe you have like you can 
work on it and get back to another place. A, a lot of the articles that I looked at and, and just in the research, every single one of them talks about how if this does happen and it is a healthy situation and you do the following steps in order to rebuild and reconnect, that they, that you actually fall more in love. Yeah, deeper. With the per- yeah, a deeper, you know, love connection with the person than, the, you know, that second round or that second wave. Um, but I will say, I just wanted to touch on this being human thing that you yeah. said earlier. Um, yeah. I was out with two of my girlfriends this past weekend. And, you know, one of them was just kind of venting about... You have friends that aren't me. Yeah, oh my God, crazy, <laughs> right? So weird. Um, and I was out with two of my girlfriends and one of them was just venting about, you know, key things that she didn't like that her man, you know, that some characteristics that he has or that he's been doing, you know, over the span of years or whatever. And my other girlfriend responded and was like, well, the man for you would never da da da. The man for you would never disrespect you, would never be condescending, would never, whatever it is. And I came in based on what I have learned in my recent situation Mm -hmm. is that I agree that there you know there are things that you know someone that you love should not do to you in a healthy relationship there's boundaries and there's just some things that should not be said or should not be done but however if he is at one point and I'm not speaking for myself I'm speaking on the the my friend's situation you know my response was like okay if everything else is great And at some different points along the span of how many years, he is condescending. He is moody. Like, you know, he doesn't fucking take out the trash or whatever the fuck it is. He doesn't cook. I don't know. It could be anything. Right. That does not mean that like, oh, girl, that's not like your man would not da da da. Like we have to allow women, especially men, because men take longer Mm -hmm. to get shit. Okay. We all know this. Yes. Men, you know, can be a little slower, which is okay. Like, you know, or, you know, women too, we all need to have patience, but we need to allow the space for people to be human. No one is perfect. And like, you know, we've talked about pick your poison, but it has to all like, again, we're going to stress that it has to be in a healthy realm, but we also have to allow people the room for error. Right. If you are in a healthy relationship where it's not being used as manipulation, it's not being used to like, you know, uh, mess with your self-esteem, abuse you, any of that. Um, the minor the minor imperfections that happen from day to day. Yeah. 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 Allow people to be human. But, you know, again, just hopefully, I hope that all of this has just really empowered couples out there. Um, I know for both of us, it's completely like fucking shook our world yes a little bit yeah um but it's also comforting to know that like one we can be prepared Mm -hmm. um and we can you know see the signs whether it's in ourselves or in our partners and you know hopefully if it does ever happen which i hope it doesn't but it it seems like it may be natural that we do have the tools to hopefully get back right on the you know on the right path and to not take it so personally like it's not necessarily even about you, you know, it could be something that he's going through in his own situation or vice versa that, you know, a woman could be going through. It's, it doesn't mean that, that they've lost their interest in you. Obviously, if they're still there, they, they're, they're still connected. So it's just, you know, like you said, getting back to the basics and Hey, let's do it all over again. Cause it was fun the first time. Let's make it count, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But there's a lot of resources. Yeah. And I think that's important too. Like why, you know, couples celebrate, anniversaries or you know some people celebrate monthsaries or whatever like it's like getting back to the basics and remembering like the beginning why you guys got together the love the feeling like you know the romance and so I think that's really important 
um, to just kind of, you know, keep, keep the spark alive, keep the romance, keep the communication open. And yeah. And there's resources. If you start to feel it, don't feel heartbroken. Just look into it and do the work. 100%. But you know what, Sarah? I've never fallen out of love with you, girl. I've never fallen out of love with you either, girl. Some friendships okay, are just girl. too solid. <laughs> we are in a healthy long-term relationship, girl. Long distance, too. Look at us. <laughs> Open communication. Girl, we got the spark still, you know? All that. Look at Look at us go. Look at us go. <laughs> I'm here for it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, get uh, out of my head. I know. Stop it. Get out of my <laughs> head. Um, all right. Well, y'all have had enough of us. We just wanted to make yes. sure we, we shared some uh, some of the goods that we found. So hopefully this helped. Hopefully, you know, you're not experiencing this right now. But when and if you ever do, um, you know, these are just some of, some of the tidbits that we found. 100%. And we hope it helps you guys. And we love you. Yes, we do. If nobody else loves you, we love you. 100%. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of FedWork. We hope that you enjoyed it. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on all platforms. For any inquiries or sponsorship requests, please visit wearefedwork.com.